You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. The cancel culture continues, doesn't it? Now Dumbo's on the chopping block. Yesterday we talked about Speedy Gonzalez on the morning show. Of course, Pepe Le Pew, the uh, French skunk, he's been canceled. And now Dumbo is to be removed. The... well, okay, not removed, not not yet, not removed. But yeah. I notice I say not yet. Dumbo is under fire. The Swiss Family Robinson is under fire. The Aristocats, I don't know that one, but that's under fire. And Peter Pan, Peter Pan. I think I think you would know the Aristocats if you've seen the 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 label of it. I know the name, but I don't recall it even as a kid. I mean, I've been to Disney, like Disney World in Florida. I've been down there more times than I can count. And I don't recall that one. Of course, I remember the Swiss Family Robinson, of course. Peter Pan, obviously, you know, I I remember that. Dumbo, of course. But I I remember going on the Dumbo ride uh, at Disney as a kid. I remember going on it. You know, the little flying elephant things. Yeah, yeah. I, I went on those. I mean, they're all good movies. Dumbo was probably my least favorite of the movie of, of the list there. Well, it is kind of um, young. But yeah, they, they 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 were pretty good. Um, Hook was a good I, movie. Yeah. About Peter. Was, Hook, uh, yeah. What, what was his name? Um, uh, Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great movie. That was a good know, one it's, too. it's yeah. still a good movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you you'd probably have to cancel that one because it. Uh, oh, yeah. It would. It has the same portrayals in that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about Treasure Island? Has that been canceled? That's a good question because it, it would run into Pirates. the same problem as Swiss, Swiss Family Robinson. Robinson. Pirates of the Caribbean. Or mm-hmm. pirates in this case, just pirates, yeah. Well, uh, they're they're saying that the pirates that are portrayed are yellow face and brown face. That's why they have issue with them. And they're also in exaggerated and inaccurate manner with top-knot hairstyles. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't get it. Seriously. Why, why are you trying to cancel? Why are you judging the 1960s based on 2021 standards? We made those movies. They're a marker in history for what our culture was like, what our culture accepted. Why don't you accept it and accept our history? But you, you can't. I would say it's Marxism, but I'm not entirely sure anymore because everything's going kind of an oligarchy. So it's more, Marxism. I think it's more of a, just a chaos. It's more of a, hey, look over here. And then while they're they're you're looking over there, they're doing something else and keeping you distracted. You know, we were talking about Marxism and like the cancel culture and things like that just the other day. And I was making the comparison to what was going on in the Soviet Union at the, at the time. Like there, there's no coming back from this. This is different. In the cancel culture in the Soviet Union, if you committed a crime or you crossed somebody in the party or you stepped out of line, well, then you were sent away for a little bit in exile, as they called it, until you learned the error of your ways. And then you would be brought back after a certain amount of time as a cordial guest of the the party in the Soviet Union uh, in one of their uh, resorts in uh, eastern Siberia. You'd spend so, some time there. So so you, you basically are saying they, they had a, a way of getting forgiveness, if you will. Yeah, you would. Well, not in all cases, but in most cases, you were given a chance at redemption. If you would admit the error of your ways, then you would be welcomed back into the fold. You'd be brought back in and you'd be 
all was forgiven and everyone would go back to their political jobs and everyone would get their influence. I mean, of course, you'd have to you'd be punished a little bit. You know, you'd take a, a rank or two down until you could politically work your way back up through the system. But there was still a form of redemption in the Soviet Union, but not in all cases. Right. Sometimes people would be sent off and literally the conditions were so bad they just wouldn't survive. But if you could make it through that, then you had a chance at uh, getting yourself back into the uh, the good graces of the party, if you will. But not under this. Not under this. There's no coming back from this. And worse than that, this is a cancel culture that will cancel your children and it will cancel them later in life for something they did when they were younger. I mean, look at what was look at what's going on in, in a lot of these cases. Look at these movies. Now these movies that they're canceling, these are going back decades, right? They're going back decades. Canceling yeah. something. You're asking why they're comparing the 1940. Exactly. 1940. Why are you comparing that to something that's uh, 80 years down the line? Why why are you doing that? So it like you can't make the comparison there. there there's a, a cultural shift. You go back and you watch television shows from say like the 1960s. The Andy Griffith show, for example, you compare you can't compare that to what we have now. You can't do it. I wish to God we could, but you can't compare that to what we have now. You can't make the comparison. You can't draw the lines. So the mere fact that they're doing that. But look what they were trying to do with some of these celebrities, right? And I believe me, I'm no fan of celebrities. But look what they were trying to do with some of these celebrities. They were going back 15 years and looking at some things that they had said and posted online 15 years ago and trying to get them now, trying to get them can trying to get them canceled now because of what they said. Kevin Hart, I think, was one of them, the comedian. He was one of the first. They tried to get him for some tweet that he said, like, I was I want to say it was like 12 years ago or something when Twitter first came out. It's Kevin Hart. He has uh, like his jokes and stuff are pretty, you know, edgy. Yeah, but the jokes of even the comedy, right? We've talked about comedy before uh, with Marty. We've, we've talked about comedy a, a few times and you can't get by now with saying something as a comic. You can't say now what you could even 10 years ago. You can't do it. There, there's no way. If you look at comedians like George Carlin, you couldn't do that today. Not with this culture. You couldn't do it. Well, yes and no. So here's here's part of the problem with the cancel culture. If you look at some of the Democrats that have come under fire from this, right? And and by that, I mean, specifically referencing um, the sexual assault allegations. I, I kind of lump that in with the cancel culture or just really sexual misconduct. If you can hold out during that time, if you hold out and don't have, you know, if you don't buckle, if you don't apologize, you double down and you keep pushing through it. You push through it. You get through it. The cancel culture loses steam. And, you know, if you're in a position that you can retain your job, you'll retain your job. It'll it'll die off. So kind of the same thing with uh, cancel culture in general. If you can if you can withstand the first barrage that, you know, about a week's time, you're pretty much golden after that. Do you know who withstood that first barrage? But he did it because he took cover. That was Jimmy Kimmel. Do you remember? The cancel yeah. culture started. And then all of a sudden he says, I, I got to take a break. I got some personal things I got to tend to. And he disappears for, what was it, three or four months. And mm -hmm. at the same mm -hmm. time, they went after Jimmy Fallon. And yeah. they tried to get Jimmy Fallon on something that he had done on SNL, what was it, like 12 years ago or something. So they, they tried to get him on that. But you notice he's still around. And then, of course, they went for the NFL and all the rest of it. And his co-host, the, the reason that Jimmy Kimmel was worried about it was because of what he did with Adam Carolla on The Man Show on Comedy Central all those years ago. And of course, that doesn't fit with the movements of political correctness and the feminist movement now. 
So wait, you mean wait, you mean having women jump on trampolines and bikinis <laughs> is not? Hmm. Yeah. As but what did Adam Carolla do? Right. Adam Carolla took a different approach. He divorced himself from the system. He went yeah. out and did his own thing. He went out and he bought his own uh, his own production and and built his own production studio. And he does his own podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way. The Adam Carolla Show. It's a great podcast. Uh, and the guy's very well in the know when it comes to politics and entertainment and all the rest of it. He's, it's a great show to, to listen to. But his attitude when they started going for all these TV personalities was, "What are you going to do to me?" Are, are you going to cancel me? I mean, are you going to take, you're going to fire me? You're going to take away my job? You can't. I'm self-employed. I've built my own system. I heard him on another podcast and he said, if they're going to come to me looking for an apology, they're not going to get it. And so that's, that's the, that's the attitude. Exactly. That's the attitude you should have right there. You're not going to get it. As much as, look, the stuff that was in the man show, it was edgy for the time and it was distasteful. At the same time, if I was one of the hosts that um, it was involved in that, I wouldn't I wouldn't apologize for it. There was a market for it. People did lap it up back then, or at least men did anyway. Yeah. And so, I know a lot of people that watched it. Uh, and to be fair, it was it was funny, right? It, it was yeah. it was a comedy show. It was put on Comedy Central. It was a comedy show. Yeah. Uh, so it was on other channels as well. I, I watched it on other channels. But it, right before that, it was the uh, do you remember the it, it's kind of like the um, God, what was what's the one that's athletic show? Kind of like uh, what is it? Something ninja. God, I'm 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 forgetting the name of it. Anyway, they had it was an it was an Asian show, Japanese show. It was a game show of regular people going in and doing these obstacle courses. Okay, and it was yeah, all, I remember that. It was and all it, in Japanese, was, but they dubbed but it was over dubbed it. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would yeah. be like the dumbest things that they would dub yeah. over it with. <laughs> yeah, it was Ken and somebody else. I forget what the I other remember name was, that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he would always yeah. say, "Right, you that are Ken." <laughs> yeah, right, you are Ken. <laughs> it was hilarious. Anyway, that was on right before the Man Show and. Uh, the channel back in the day. I so. can't. I, I was thinking about that show like uh, two or three weeks ago, and I couldn't remember the name of it. Uh, it's it's going to bother me now. But yeah, I, I do recall that. But we had similar shows in the U.S. that were based off of that. You know, like these uh, this show that's MXC. on now. It, yeah, that was MXC. it. MXC. Mm -hmm. That was it. Uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. That was it. Now, yeah, now it's yeah. Okay, got it. But yeah, I mean that's that's what was available at the time, and they had a market. Right. They, they had a marketplace for that, as you were saying. But nowadays, I mean, seriously, who's going to th this cancel culture garbage? Right. Now, here's the here's the problem we're running into. We're saying now that, OK, well, we're not going to support those companies. Right. You're on board with the cancel culture. Well, then we're not going to support you. OK, well, here's the other issue to that. These companies don't care anymore. They don't care if you don't support them. They care more about political correctness now than they do about their finances. They don't care. They think that uh, they're going to have the, the market share in this new economy that they're trying to build to cut us out of. That's what they think. Yep. They're, they're, they're thinking they're going to be the only ones out there on the market, if you will. Look at the NFL, NBA, all of them, right? We've had some rise up to try to challenge them, right? At least the NFL. Uh, I forget what they were calling the the other one. It was supposed to be during the summer instead of the... The XFL. Uh, that was the XFL. Vince McMahon one. And, you know, I was, to be fair, to, to be completely honest, I was looking forward to that. I really was. I was looking forward to that. But what's his name? Um, oh, hell. Used to be the wrestler, movie star guy, The Rock. He went in and bought the entire league, all of it. He bought it for $15 million, I think he did, because COVID, everything stopped. It was literally getting yeah. ready to launch, 
and COVID happened and everything got canceled. So everything tanked and Dwayne Johnson went in and bought it for 15 million. So maybe after all this crap is all over with, maybe it'll actually get a revival. And if you can get somebody that will do it without the COVID garbage, you watch that network and the wokeness. You watch that network. You watch that sport blast off at white hot speed. It will. Yep. It will. Yep. Look at um, what is it? Um, Newsmax, I, I think, is in a lawsuit right now with Dominion because of the stuff that they put out there. Did you see that Newsmax is actually down like 52 percent their viewership? Yes and no, because I just saw something today. I literally just saw that. Uh, let me see right here. Newsmax is now the second most watched television news channel by Republicans. Yeah, but it's down overall by like 52 percent. Right. So. I mean, they had a huge, huge drop. So that's is it, true. Is it that, the actual viewers that dropped them or was it the pressure that was being put on them by cable providers to actually have them dropped from their lineups that caused the drop no, in ratings? It was, it was the actual viewership that went down. Okay. And the, the analysis I, I had heard on this one is the, okay, so at one point, they were being basically they were saying the stuff that we're saying the election fraud you know all that stuff we, we we've gone into that they were basically saying the same stuff now they have a lawsuit with dominion and they uh, you've seen what happened with mike lindell that you you had the one uh anchor walk off set yeah because of that because of their shift if you will it's basically fox news light now and because of that people are like i can get the same news on any other station, why should I watch you? So they basically given in to the cancel culture and, and all of that and people just walking away. And I, I'm, I'm disappointed personally because I want a competition for like Fox News and the other news agencies out there because I want the truth out. But uh, they're not they're not standing their ground. Unfortunately, it's either you capitulate and keep your business or you stand your ground and you lose it. But there's no business on the other side of it if you capitulate. I don't think there's any business even if you stand, though. I'm not sure we get out of this one, is what I'm saying. Not in the near future, at least. No, I, it's not going to be in the near future. I wish to God it would be, but it's not going to be in the near future. It's going to be a long haul. Uh, th- this is going to be the long haul. Mike Lindell, though, that interview that he had on Newsmax, that was, first of all, that was disgusting. All right. That, that was disgusting. Not by Lindell's part either. He was right. asked a question and he was answering it. And then he got stonewalled by that whatever the hell he was. And then he walked yeah, off, which was yeah. completely rude. You just don't do that. Yeah. Right. No, you don't. You take you take the heat in the back office with legal and HR and the producer and you deal with it. Right. That's the cost of doing business and being a television personality. I hate to break it to you. OK, that's what you do. You don't compromise the integrity for the sake of your viewers. You don't do it. And that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah, that was it was that one. Uh, if, if I was someone that was watching Newsmax and then I seen that interview, I'm done. I'm not watching you again. So they were talking. They pulled the CNN, MSNBC, you know, the, the Fox News, how you have the talking heads. You have some disagreement there. And then they just walk over the guest. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, as a uh, Midwesterner, you don't do that. That is like. No, I, I I don't even know how to properly explain it. That because it, it grinds my gears so much on that one, I, I'm at a loss for words. And they did that to him. So to me, okay, you're canceled. I'm done. If I have a subscription, subscription, it's canceled. And you, I'm I'm done. So for me, as far as I'm concerned, burning a fire <laughs> because of that. They they wouldn't stand. So 
Well, the Midwestern thing you're, you're referencing there, for those that don't know, we're raised in that part of the country over there. And I'm not saying that this isn't the case everywhere. I'm just saying we both come from the similar region in the U.S. Be respectful. Let someone else make their point. Listen to them and then have the dialogue. Don't talk over them. Don't shout at them and, and do all the rest of that stuff, because that's not what we need right now. That's the antithesis of what we need. We need dialogue. Whether you agree or not, if you disagree, that's even better. That's even better. I welcome the disagreements more than I do the agreements because I want the dialogue. Yeah. You have an opportunity to learn on both sides with disagreement because maybe they see something from a perspective that you don't and vice versa. So Mike Lindell, let's let's stick with him here. He's he's made an announcement. This is interesting. Okay, now he says that he's going to be launching a new social media company after he got kicked off Twitter. Now, he's got the ability to be able to do this. I, the I guy over the guy. Yeah, the, the guy over. Well, he, he can get people to do this, but I could see him getting into the uh, the social media game because what are we being told? What are people that have dissenting views, regardless of where you fall in the ideological spectrum? OK, if you have a dissenting viewpoint to anything that involves political correctness or wokeness or great reset, whatever you want to call it, if you have a dissenting voice, what are you being told? Go build your own infrastructure. They used our market, our market, not America's market, not uh, uh, not Europe's market or anything like that. Our market. We work together in a common marketplace in the free market. They used our market. Right. We also operate in something called the marketplace of ideas. So they used our financial markets. They used our economic markets. They used our trade markets. They used our intellectual property markets. All of it to build their infrastructure. And then they closed the door on everybody. So now they're saying, well, you don't like it. Go build your own. OK, um, well, it's going to take us a minute because you just took three decades from us, three decades of us building your networks, your infrastructure, as you call it, which actually it doesn't even belong to you. It belongs to we the people. That's who it belongs to. But we're being muscled out. So now Mike Lindell says he's going to start a social network. OK, Social media is pretty popular. Here's the problem. Here's the problem we face. These damn smartphones, okay? That is a big issue. You can't build the social networks and get people on it connected with the smartphones to talk in real time and share information with one another because you're not going to be allowed on the platforms that they control. So you've got to address that problem first. That has to be tackled. As far as I'm concerned, Trump and Congress, the Republican Congress... When they had the first opportunity back in 2017, 2018, they get an F. If you can get an F minus, they get it for big tech. You bastards should have stopped that when you had the chance. As all of us were sitting here screaming, you've got to stop these companies. You better stop them now. And no one listened. No one listened. So I agree with Mike Lindell, with him wanting to start a social media company. I agree with anybody that wants to do that. Not just him. If it's somebody that's out there that's on the on the left or whatever, go start one. But the problem is, is that these companies that you the gatekeepers, as if you will, you have to go through them to get people to get access. Android, you can do it because you can sideload whatever you need right now. Mm -hmm. But Apple, Apple's a closed system. You can't do it. Everything that you want to put on an Apple device, unless you're jailbroken, which that I think that voids your warranty or any yeah. kind of guarantee or any kind of support with any of their products, which uh, it, so if you do that, then I guess you can sideload whatever you need there. But Again, that puts you out of the realm of uh, any kind of support. At least with Google, they allow you, as much as I don't like Google, they allow you to sideload and they still give you support if you need it. So to their credit, I mean, that's at least one point in their favor. But nonetheless, 
I, I don't see it being successful if you don't have access to the infrastructure that they've taken over. What do you think? Uh, personally, I think the way you put it, they took our infrastructure, our systems that we were both using, you know, both the left and the right. We didn't see the thing about a free market is, is we don't care what your politics are. We just want to do business. I can offer you a product that you want. I don't care about your political affiliation. That was the the standard. Now that was taken away and now we have to cancel each other because we disagree. But the fact that they've come in and taken over the system, which has been over the last like 50, 60 years, they've been trying to do this, right? It's been a long game. They just now have enough control to where they think they can iron fist it. It pisses me off uh, when you look at it that way. You're taking something that's ours and using it against us. I would like to say, let's go back in and take it back. But the problem is, is you can't. Uh, uh, For example, let's say you want to go in and and, um, you you have these companies. What what are you going to do? You go in and get hired as a CEO of one of those companies? Yeah, good luck. You know, that's not happening. The only option we have is to create another economy, which, to be fair, conservatives typically are the producers anyway. And to be honest with you, I don't mind starting fresh, to be honest with you, if we can just keep these people out of the damn way. Just get out of the way. But then the question arises, how do we protect that system? How do we keep this from happening again? Well, that's an interesting question, because I remember I said to you, I want to say it was about a year ago, because you know we've lost a year somewhere. Don't know where it went. But I remember I, I said to you about a year ago, I said, in order to stop this, you're going to have to literally move to different parts of wherever you are, at least in the U.S., from a U.S. standpoint. You're going to have to literally move out of these areas. You're going to have to move to a place where you can pass laws and keep these people and this kind of behavior out. That's the only way, at least legally and peacefully. That's the only way to do it. And you notice states like yours are starting to do just that. So by default, it's already starting. I don't know what else to do. In a peaceful solution, I don't know what else to do. Basically, what's happened now is we're we're like two different nations inside of a nation. I mean, technically, we're already that way because of the, the uh, Native Americans. But now we're, we're two different ideologies in the same nation. It's no longer a we can sit down and interact with one another, the left and the right. Now the left is being told that the right are crazy fascists and the right are being told the left is crazy Marxists. Well, one of those is true. (laughs) One of those is true. Right, right. But the problem is, is either side believes the narrative. So it's it's pitting each other. It's pitting them Mm -hmm. against each other. The thing is, not all Democrats are. uh, Look what happened in Nevada. I think it was Nevada, where basically the entire Democrats leadership in Nevada is now socialist or uh, some form of Marxist. And the entire staff quit. They resigned. And the person over the treasury, this was great, by the way, moved all the funds out and moved it to basically pay for the staff. The funds can't be used for any of their political BS, uh, the, the socialists. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought that was great. It was a nice sticking it to them as they left. But it was crazy leftists that, that got into power and they all resigned. So I don't think all Democrats are on board with that. But at the same time, Many of the ones that aren't for, for example, the right has gone left. What we consider Republicans are the moderates of 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're not Republicans. So a lot of the Republicans have left. The Republican Party are now independents. Same with the Democrats. The, the ones that are independent are more 
probably akin to what it was 20 years ago or so. They still uh, adhere to that kind of logic. And the left is too far left for them. The right is considered uh, crazies and you're uh, at risk of losing your job if you live in like California or something like that, if you associate with them. So it's kind of like, uh, well, I, I don't associate with any of you guys because you all suck. That's the hardest part about someone like ourselves that we, when we judge people politically, we judge people based on their ideas and what they stand for. You can't do that with these modern Republicans. Certainly not these uh, these modern Democrats. I haven't seen a classic Democrat in D.C. politics since Dennis Kucinich. That's that, I think from Ohio, from Toledo, Ohio. That was the last one. I think I haven't seen any. Since then, since him, and he left. I think what was it like ten years ago? Yeah, something like that. Well, even the you know the uh, who who's the one that they were saying he's from like New York or something. The the senator that was going to side with the Republicans on the uh, packing the court and and getting rid of the um, filibuster. Filibuster. Yeah, Mansion. That West Virginia. Mansion. Is it West Virginia? Okay. Yeah. Um, he was not supposedly going to side with the the democrats on that one have you seen what he's been doing here lately siding with democrats he's, he's siding with democrats he's signaling saying well he's like i'm not for getting rid of it but the, referencing the filibuster i'm not for getting rid of it but it should be painful if you use it uh senator uh, senator uh, uh I, I have a question do you like your political career sir because the constituency of your state, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. The constituency of your state has gone blood red in the last two elections. Why so does it matter, though? why does it matter? If if they pass H.R. 1. Oh, would- yeah, that's finished. Yeah, that's, that's finished. Yeah. If, if H.R. 1 goes through that, I mean, that, that is that's the end of the country right there. You'll you'll never get it. And I'm I'm looking at this H.R. 1. OK, I'm looking at that. We talked about that yesterday a little bit. I'm looking at this H.R. 1. I hear Republicans, so-called Republicans, if you even want to call them that anymore. I hear Republicans talking about 2022 and we're going to do this in 2024. You're not going to do any of that. All H.R. 1 does is it protects Democrat incumbents. That's all it does. They're never going to leave office ever. Do you know why they will never leave office? Because they will never be voted out of office. You won't have the opportunity to vote them out of office. So there's not a 2022 there's not a 2024. There's not going to be a sweep of, of the House or the Senate or the executive or any of it. There's not going to be any uh, replacing judges. There's not going to be any picking justices for the Supreme Court. None of the rest of it, unless you stop that bill somehow. And you can't. You can't. I, I, I honestly don't think, isn't it? It's 4850, isn't it? So they would only. Yeah. Be, OK, so maybe there's no way if they can pull. Let's say that they pull. They only need one. Yeah, I was going to say, if they pull two seats, it's over. That's it. They, well, they need one, then it would be a tie, be 49-49. Oh, yeah, which, and where do you Kamala think the, would come in. yeah, where do you think the illustrious VP would, would uh, land her vote? Oh, yeah, yeah, so. Wherever Susan Rice tells her to. Sorry, did I say, did oh, I say that? I'm sorry. Wait a minute, it's 50-50, my bad. It's 50-50, because there, there are two independents, but they both caucus with Democrats. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I wouldn't expect Bernie to. If you vote, yeah. if you vote party lines, though, if Democrats vote for it and Republicans vote against it, it's going to get through. You have to have one Democrat be against it. That's a scary thought. So why is it you think that you've got all those National Guard troops still up there in D.C.? Why do you think those guys are there? Um, well, uh, let's see. If the American people knew what H.R. 1 meant, that would be a good reason. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you wanted an insurrection and the entire nation understood that your vote no longer counts... That your vote is meaningless. Well, let's that, be clear. 
let's be clear before we get too deep onto that one. The insurrection already happened and it predated January 6th. Yeah. The Pentagon says technically violent. It was. Yeah, it wasn't violent. I'll tell you what, if you want to, I'll tell you what, anybody can do this. Yeah. If you want. Okay. If you want to know what an insurrection looks like, then go back and look up this point in history. Read about the Bolshevik revolution. Okay. First of all, that was not a revolution. I've read into it. I've read numerous books on Soviet history. I've read numerous books from different viewpoints on how that was accomplished. 1,200 people took over two towns and shot three people. That is not a revolution. That is an armed insurrection. That's what that was. You talk about insurrections, that's an insurrection. That's what happened. But it didn't just happen overnight. The Soviet Union wasn't created overnight. They took over two towns, and then they took over two more, and then two more, and then two more, and then five more, and then ten more, and so on and so forth. It took them five to ten years to take over Russia. 1,200 people took over the largest landmass and stomped on people for 80 years. It's, it, it'll, it, it'll be more than 80 years if they're able to do this. It, oh, with it, tech? It will, with tech? Oh, yeah, yeah. With tech? Yeah, sure. You might be able to add a zero to that and then that yeah, might yeah. be closer to accurate. Yeah. The Pentagon is keeping 2,300 National Guard troops in D.C. for another two months. On Tuesday evening, the Pentagon announced it had extended the deployments of nearly 2,300 National Guard troops in Washington, D.C. through May 23rd. We're also hearing that it's, and this is just talk at the moment, that it could be all the way up through the fall. Hell, you might as well just leave them there permanently, right? Yeah, might as well just leave them there. The announcement amounts to a two-month extension in the deployment, which is set, which was set to end on March 12th. President Joe Biden's Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, okay, well, at least they got it right, right? Biden didn't even know who it was, uh, approved the latest deployment extension, which was requested by Capitol Police last week. Currently, 5,000 troops remain in D.C., so that's about half that number will remain in the city for the, uh, for the next two-month extension, which right now you have, I believe it's... Four, four armed police or National Guard per member of Congress. That's both House and Senate. And Pelosi wants more. So I can't figure out why they need them there other than, as we were saying, some of the bills they're trying to shove through. Like I said, the vote is party lines. They're going to get HR1 through if you don't have anybody change sides mm-hmm. from Democrat to Republican, obviously. I'm still waiting on that credible evidence of a of an attack on the Capitol. Have we seen or heard anything from that since it didn't happen? They even canceled their session that day on, uh, what was it? Uh, the, was it the 4th or the 6th or whatever? The, the 4th? March 4th? That's when uh, it was supposed to happen? Yes, something yeah, that like was that, the March yeah. 4th. Yeah, there was a theory about a March 4th attack on the Capitol, uh, which was based on FBI and DHS assessments of QAnon-related claims. Okay, so what? You got it off of a 4chan board? That That's what we're basing it on? Standing defiant in all of that, though, was the photo that just I'm surprised it didn't make the front page of the New York Times. Was Representative Al Green? He was out there sitting on the uh, uh, the steps, waiting. Uh, man, seriously, uh, I'm still processing that HR one. If, if it'll it's actually bad. go through, yeah, it's bad because you might have a few Democrats that might turn. There might be. But anyway, sorry. Speaking with reporters earlier on Tuesday, Pentagon spokesman Jonathan Kirby said the extension is partly linked to assessments of specific threats in D.C., but also to help fill gaps in the capabilities of the Capitol Police. So could we maybe as the American people be made privy to your information that you have there? That Well, um, they're specific threats. So, yeah, yeah, except the 
specific threats seem uh, quite uh, vague and not specific. When asked if the uh, DC mission will become an enduring mission, potentially extending beyond May, Kirby said, I don't think anybody can answer that question right now. Right now, we're really dealing with a specific request for assistance for an additional couple of months extension at a reduced number from what we're seeing now. I'm in no position to speculate beyond that. This guy's got a great PR agent, I'm telling you. So it makes me wonder, we've got HR1. What are we going to have next? What's the next one they're going to... The, Guns. It's on the dock. Guns. Yeah, that's that's the other one that I would yeah. I would think is going to be... Which, I guess the HR1, as long as they have something to point to. For example, uh, maybe, maybe our favorite governor, um, maybe having, uh, I don't know, six people come out now and accuse them of sexual harassment. Um, you, you have the American people, squirrel. And then you have uh, uh, Mark. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a pun with dogs, right? It, Is it's that it's the, a joke. Like, I remember that from the I remember that from the Disney movie Up. I'm sure that's going to be banned soon, I oh, guess, yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's where it's from. I don't know. Uh, that That's a, something I've done with my dogs all the time. They know the, the word squirrel. They know exactly what it means and get all excited and want to go outside to chase a squirrel. But anyway, whatever they're doing, the point is whatever whatever they're trying to do, like the HR1 bill and the, the Trump did this and the Republicans had the opportunity to do this, but none of them took him up on the offer. Trump laid down smokescreen after smokescreen after smokescreen, whether it was intentional or unintentional, just for him trying to control the media narrative. He controlled the media narrative, right? So they could have shoved through any bill they wanted. And Trump would have laid down a, a smokescreen. All he had to do was step out in the open and the, the, the media went, you know, crazy. So same thing with this is kind of going on. I think this is what this is, is there. Hey, look, um, we, we got the um, uh, what was it? The the Duchess is all uh, dealing with racism and, 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 and suicidal thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Oh, pay attention to her. Oh, what, what about the that was that was part of it, by the way. She was. Oh, um, uh, had suicidal thoughts because of the racist remarks or something. Uh huh. And that, that whatever, whatever. You're oppressed. No, I'll, I'll take the oppression that you got. Jeez, man, like millions of dollars. Like, come on. They only have a seventeen million dollar mansion they live in on the coast of California. Yeah, I mean, it's think think about how oppressed they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I think they're they're running smoke screens and trying to get the American people to look at other things that are going on. And they're just going to sit here and shove things through, you know, like Obamacare or like or for that matter, they just lie to us and say this is about election integrity. This is ensuring equity. If anything, election integrity, if anything, if they say that they have done nothing but stomp on election integrity, the whole point of everything that they've done up to this point is to destroy the integrity of our institutions and our electoral process. It's to yeah. it's to get us to lose faith in that system. So we give up and we accept a new one that they're now going to give us. That, that might actually that's a good point, because um, I don't think they would say it's about election integrity because that one can be shot down so easily that I think even CNN would take it up and shoot it down. They'll say they they want to make the election more equitable. Equitable. All right, let's uh, let's switch up a little bit here. Uh, let's change up. Let's talk about your favorite governor. We haven't mentioned him in a few days. Uh, your favorite guy, Andrew Cuomo, the sixth woman 
has now come forward and accused him, which I, there's a meme floating around out there of Pepe Le Pew, you know, grabbing the uh, the the cat or the whatever by the by the cheeks or whatever. And then the next one is Cuomo <laughs> with the same pose, grabbing a woman by the cheeks. I mean, that that's basically what he did. The thing is, is the dude, it's creepy. Yeah, it's unsettling. But so far, the allegations are just if anything, creepy. if anything, it is creepy, but like the, the hot dog thing or the, the sausage thing or whatever yeah, it was the or the sandwich thing, thing, whatever, you know, I don't care. But everything up to this point has been like him attending some like cocktail party or something. Yeah. If you go well, to these events or, or some dinner or, or something like that, if you go to these things and you're around all these hollow plastic political people, that's what they do. That's how they talk. Yeah. Uh, the other, one of the one of the allegations is he was in California and a reporter joined him in his hotel room. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know how many of you are in the dating world today, but in today's world, when you attend someone to their hotel room, your intentions are made clear. <laughs> well, I mean, to use your so is, to use so your line Mm-hmm. To use your line from the uh, the spirit cooking, yeah, there's just no getting around that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no getting around. It, like, so what? What? Uh, I mean, God, I hate I hate to sound like I'm defending Cuomo, but uh, yeah, you had a, a female news reporter follow you to your your hotel room. What what, what are you supposed to be led to believe? You know, I, I don't know the whole circumstance on that one. They it, maybe it was an interview or something, or or something. I, I don't know what the deal was, but come on. You're you're not that stupid. Well, the sixth one, this one might be credible. Are you ready for this one? This might be a little bit more credible than the rest one because this one, the woman who remains anonymous, yeah. So she knows you know she's credible right off the bat because she's anonymous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Filed the allegation with the state's attorney general. I'm sure Letitia James is keeping that under wraps as much as possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that she's. And I'm not defending Cuomo. Cuomo's a horrible son of a whatever that needs to be held responsible. He's a criminal, okay? I I, I get it. But look at who launched this political um, crusade (laughs) to begin with, okay? You you need to look no further than the New York Attorney General who's gunning for his seat, okay? That's just it. And she is far left, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, she's further left than he is, yeah. Yeah. The Attorney General's office is also investigating other allegations of sexual harassment made against Cuomo, so there could be even more. So you see what they've done now? Now they've isolated him, right? That politically, they've isolated him. So now they're going to just hammer him with all these attacks over and over and over again. And they're going to try and polarize everyone against him. Now, if you remember uh, I, in the early days, the media was was praising this guy. Yeah, go ahead. So far with the sexual harassment stuff and whatnot. OK, so it sounds to me like he's a creep. He hasn't done anything so far. The worst he's done is kiss someone and they didn't want to go any further. So they didn't go any further. That so far that that's pretty i mean whatever what well well the according to the new allegation who comes from the anonymous source okay according to this this one uh governor cuomo inappropriately touched the alleged victim while she was working at the governor's mansion the allegation was filed over the weekend uh, okay first of all why, why are you the governor's mansion second of all inappropriately touching that could mean touching you on the face Touching your lower back like the one chick has already said. We already have like three women saying, well, he, he touched me in the face, like grab my cheeks or or touch my lower back. But there's, or- there's like video. And, and believe me, th- this what irritates me about all this stuff is the fact that this is this is literally it's giving uh, excuse me. It's doing a disservice to the real victims of assault. 
that's what it's doing. And I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not, not saying that. it killed people, thousands of people. That too. That that. Why? Too. And, why? Why are we going after? He, he kissed a woman, or he touched her lower back. Why are we going after that kind of BS when we should be going? You killed thousands of people. Well. It has to be something that the public knows that they've like this. This is an old political game. That's what it is. It's the sexual allegations, you know, whatever. They can't do anything to him because of, say, like a spouse or something. He's not married as far as I know. Right. No, he's not. Yeah. OK. Oh, yeah, of course. He was up on TV asking for a date. So you can't drive a wedge in between him and a Mrs. Cuomo because there is no Mrs. Cuomo. So you have to go at him another way. And that's I, I think she's playing the political game based on old tactics. I mean, this this is what they do. This is what they do. If they want to round on somebody politically, then they'll get rid of him this way. Do the American people care anymore, though? Like, I don't think so. Uh, with the allegations so far, this is Biden was elected with, uh, what was it, uh, Tara Reid? What was the stuff that she was saying that Biden did to her? This is child's play what Cuomo is accused of compared to what she was accusing Biden of doing. The American people didn't seem to care. I do think it does take away from the uh, the larger issue here, of course. I'm looking at criminally negligent homicide. That's what I'm looking at, mm -hmm. right? That That's what I'm looking at. I'm not saying that all of this, like these sexual allegations, the man needs his day in court for that, okay? Yes. So if that's, if that's true, I mean, that's, that's our system. So if that's truly what's uh, what path the attorney general wants to take, then he needs a day in court. But honestly, I think it's a moot point compared to the nursing home incidents with COVID. That's what has to be looked at here. But here's the problem. I think once they, st because that, if you remember, that's how it started. It started with the nursing home deaths, the state legislature and... Uh, and they were turning his brother against him at CNN and all that stuff. That's how it started. However, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think once they started to put the spotlight on that, all the rest of those governors that are guilty of the same crime, I might add, started to say, wait a minute here, because we were talking about Gretchen Whitmer yesterday of Michigan. She's guilty of the same thing. So is yeah. Tom Wolf so it, of Pennsylvania. So is Phil Murphy of um, uh, New Jersey, across the river there. I think once that started to happen, all the rest of them went into self-preservation mode. What did I say? All you have to do is you have to get one of them. That's all you need to do here. You just get one and the rest of them will start protecting their sorry behinds. That's what you do. But see, they went after Cuomo too hard and too fast. So they had to change. They had to switch up because you'd have to take down all the other governors. You'd have to. If, if that were the case, you'd have to take them all down. Inslee of Washington and all the rest of them. They'd all have to yeah. come down. You don't want to do that if you're playing the, the longer game here. You want to get rid of him. So they had to switch it up. They went with something that they know and something that works. Something Well, something that did work in the past, which is sexual allegations. So you've got a bunch of claims that have been brought forward. And from what we're sitting here looking at, these are just like harmless things that you would pass off as like flirting at a cocktail party after everybody's had four or five martinis. Yeah. Yeah. It's still still creepy, but nonetheless. Yeah, it's creepy. Uh, it's weird. But these are politicians. These are scum, right? These are these are yeah, uh, yeah. these are like these are political psychopaths. I once heard politicians described like this. They're nothing more than political psychopaths that come from the dregs of society. And that's exactly what they are. That's exactly what they are. They're not a class in and of themselves. They're scum. And here's yeah, the bad so part that before before I gloss over that, not all politicians are scum. OK, I'm not saying that. Sure. There are people in there that are genuinely and I know people that do this. There are genuinely people in there that really just want to serve their communities. And when you see this holier than thou class that thinks that they know better than everyone else and they don't listen 
to their voters. They don't listen to the constituency. They think that they know better. That does a disservice to the people that are in there that are trying to better the the lives of people in their communities. So I just like to make that clear. Yeah. The thing is, though, with the, this Cuomo stuff, the sexual allegations, here's typically this is this is how important it is to me. Okay. Sexual allegations. All right. Begin the investigation. Now I don't care. Now I don't care until the investigation is complete. And then he goes on trial or what have you, right? He has his day in court. I don't care until then. I don't need to hear any more about, well, there's another six more. Okay. All right. Now I don't need the media running on for the next six weeks or something like I, I don't. I don't need to know all the ins and outs on that. Just tell me there was uh, sexual allegations. Uh, if, if you tell her story, okay, great, whatever. Uh, credible, not credible, whatever. Let him have his day in court from there. This, I'm, I'm tired of the, I'm tired of all this going after someone and then dragging out all this, like doing interview after interview with the women that are accusing or, or doing, you know, tell your story and all this kind. Of, no, quit trying to destroy their image. Have their day in court. If they're found guilty, then destroy their image. But until they've had their day in court, stop. Bruce, don't you want to see the inside scoop on 60 Minutes? Don't you want to see? Because <laughs> no. you know that's what I, they do. You know that's what they do. Yeah, but unfortunately, it, it's just it's just a game to make money. That's all it is. They've lost their cash cow, Trump, right? He's He's kind of disappeared more or less. And they're not making money on it anymore. COVID is losing steam, uh, though they're going to have to bring something about because they're they're wanting to do these uh, digital passports and whatnot. The variants and, are the key to the yeah. to passports. Yeah, so they're going to have to do something like that. They're going to have to get people more people to take the vaccine because it's their part of their demented game. Not um, with Gates. Not not with Gates. Not with him. As long as Gates is speaking, it's a problem. Oh, you mean um, whether you're taking a vaccine or not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree there. But nonetheless, they're going to try to push the narrative. Uh, oh, yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. Though, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm tired of the media, to be honest with you. It's just the media is a, a big problem in all of this. If you would take the media out of this, you would kill a lot of the power that the left has right now. But I also think that if you OK, so if you get rid of the media, which if you take them off the networks, that might be a good start. Who really watches them? Look at their ratings. The ratings are terrible. No one watches them anyway. So I don't think it really matters. All they are is that like they 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 scream at, at just these, you know, uh, very, very small minorities of our of our societies and our countries. That's what they it's do. Like 1%. It's, like it's, 1%. it's literally one percent. That's it. Yeah. Can you imagine if they uh, had 20 percent? So I don't know how many this is. This is the catch, though. I don't know how many actually see the sound bits. Like how, like on social media and whatnot, they they have their little that's the sound problem. bits. That's the problem is people see the sound bites and the clips and all that stuff, and that that's the problem right there. That's what yeah. people see. So I they're I, lacking I, context. Exactly, they lack context, and then they take bits from uh, other people. Like for example, you could take something from our show and say, "Well, you're just a bunch of crazy, you know, white supremacists or something like that." You know, you you take it out of context, and that's not us at all. But Nonetheless, according to according to the uh, DHS, we are white supremacists. Yeah. Domestic All right. Terrorists. Let's look at this. Right. What is the Biden administration's response to um, for whatever reason? Did, did we get hacked by Russia in the U.S. somehow? Was there a cyber attack by the Russians? Where and when yeah. and when did um, this happen? 
Uh, supposedly there was one maybe a month or two ago. That's the most recent one that I know of. What they hit? The, uh, let's see. It was the Federal Reserve, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the Federal Reserve that got hit. Mm-hmm. And we're sure it was the Russians. Uh, yes, I think so. I think uh-huh. it's pretty sure. All of all the reporting on it I've heard has been it was the Russians. But again, you have to believe the media. That's the problem. Why on earth would you even put something like this out? The Biden administration is planning retaliatory cyber attacks against Russia within three weeks. Why would you even mention that? If you're if you're stupid enough to do that in the first place, why would you even mention it? Number one, no, they're not going to. First of all, I don't think they're going to attack them. I don't either. Uh, but I think it's just rhetoric. It's rhetoric. I think it's just um, he's trying to throw his weight around thinking the Russians will kind of, I don't know, do they expect the Russians to apologize, to come to the table? And and I, I, I don't know what they intend out of this, but the only thing you're going to get out of this is um, Russia is going to push harder for things like artificial intelligence, and they're going to uh, push harder to to get into our like our power grid, for example, and uh, try to uh, damage something on our side. So no, no, this is this is foolish. You you don't telegraph what you're going to do. Never, never. No. Even if you were going to do something like this, you don't say anything like this. No, I, I mean. To be fair, every time we've done something like, for example, something that's going to be really destructive, like, I don't know, dropping nukes on, uh, you know, cities in Japan, we hit them up with leaflets beforehand telling them, hey, we're going to bomb the crap out of you guys. If you don't surrender. Yeah. And well, they told the leadership, they told they told the leadership council in Japan, they said, we've got something here. Uh, We're giving you a chance right now to surrender. And they said, no. Okay. Yeah. So we hit Hiroshima. And they said, "Okay." we went back to him and said, we'll do it again if you don't surrender. And they said, no. Well, then we hit Nagasaki. Then they finally said, "Okay, we're done. You win. But every time we go and attack something that has a potential for civilian casualties, we usually telegraph it beforehand. However, it's done directly to the people uh, there. Like, for example, if it's an area that has um, any kind of cellular service at all. SMS messages get sent out to all the people that are there saying, hey, look, there's going to be a bombing. Get out. Yeah. Or or something like that. So we do try to minimize casualties. But at the same time, you don't hit up a nation that is capable of attacking us, cyber, doing a cyber attack on us and then say, hey, we're going to cyber attack you within three weeks. No, we we give them like a five minute warning is what we do. That, that, that's how you do it. You give them a five minute warning and say, hey, uh, you guys, you, you might want to get out of here before the bombs start falling. Apparently, this is in response to the uh, the role that the Russians took in the solar winds software hack. OK, yeah. So they're even it gets even worse in this, Bruce. They're actually tell, they're actually saying what they're going to do. The retaliatory actions include clandestine cyber actions on Russian networks intended to send a message to Russian President Vladimir Putin, the Russian military and intelligence but not by the wider public. Wait, what? They're actually saying that they're going to attack something and then they're going to do it in hopes to send a message to, to Putin, the military and the intelligence community. So this is a this is just them saying, hey, play along. We're going to make nice. Just play along. If the wider public doesn't know that there was an attack. OK, that's a precision attack. Fine. But if they retaliate, it's not going to be a precision attack like that. 
they're going to hit our power grid. Well, we kind of knew that something was coming, right? I'm not saying that I'm going to get into like conspiracies here, but we knew that something was going to come down the line, right? COVID's falling apart, as you said. They need to do something. They're going to tie it up with the variants as much as possible. But as we get into like the the, sum, the spring and summer months, as it starts to warm up, well, more and more people are going to go outside and they're going to say, wait a minute, people aren't dying from this thing. People aren't falling sick to this thing. And so they're going to have to do something else. Cyber attacks. Yeah. What did I say? They're going to start hitting uh, power grids. Schwab. Yeah. What did Schwab say? The next thing. I have is- it. I have it right here. Let's listen to what old Klaus, dear old Klaus, had to say. But still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. He's literally telling you what they're going to do. Why, why should um, the, the way things are phrased there, it's, it's literally him saying, hey, we attacked you guys with the virus. Did you guys learn your lesson that it's that easy to, to attack you? Hey, the next attack is going to be uh, cyber. It's in our faces. He said that. OK, so you're asking, when did he say that? He said that in June of last year. Yeah, but we're conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Because we believe the World Economic Forum. We believe that they're talking, you know, the, the Great Reset and everything. We're conspiracy theorists. The Great Reset is is a conspiracy. It's not it's not real or any of that kind of stuff, according to mainstream did media. I se- did I send you? Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. Did I send you the uh, the sun circles? Did I, did I send you that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you stand in the sanitizing area, it's fine. Like this, they, they put out these videos, man. These things are just like, they, not only is it creepy, like, it's like this dystopic crap, but it's so unpopular when they put these things out. The last video that the World Economic Forum put out on their Twitter feed, it got so much backlash. We covered it here. They actually had to pull it down. So that video you're talking about, uh-huh. as far as like the idea of the tech is concerned, I actually thought it was a good idea. I've been saying for a while we should be using UV light more. I mean, if you're if you're so afraid of sanitizing and opening things up because we're going to spread COVID and everything, start using UVC light. But there's something there's something interesting. Yeah, there's something interesting about that video that someone else I shared it with someone else. They pointed it out to me and I didn't pay attention to it. Maybe it's just because they needed they needed to show it for the effect of what it would be. Obviously, you have to do that in a dark environment, but it was dark, wasn't it? It wasn't daylight, meaning it was at night. Meaning you need them to provide you with safe places if you want to go out of your house at night. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's basically what they're saying. Yeah, which also you've had Bill Gates before talking about blocking out the sun completely to fight climate change. Uh, he's actually said that before. There's been experiments with that um, causing cloud cover to form. You know, mm-hmm. you can 
seed the sky, if you will, with uh, the right chemicals and cause cloud formations and can effectively block out the sun. The United Arab Emirates actually did that. Uh, they made it rain in the UAE a few years back uh, by yeah. doing that. They seeded clouds. I mean, that's a that's an old uh, method. I mean, we've been doing that since the end of the Second World War. Yeah. So th there's other chemicals we can use to put in the atmosphere that would block out the sunlight. The problem is when you start messing with a system you don't understand, they, okay, so science claims that we understand everything that like the whole cycle and everything. And the problem is, is they're ignoring science at the same time they're trying to pull out this climate change BS. Mm -hmm. So they're ignoring by a, the- By a big the, margin, by yeah. a big margin. Yeah, we, we talked about it a bit with the, the whole flooding narrative, how big of a lie that is. But- the idea that, um, for example, you know, as things heat up on the earth, uh, you, you're going to have like the oceans warm up, which is going to cause more carbon dioxide to be released, which is going to uh, create more greenhouse gas, which is going to bring the temperature up even more. But then you're going to reach a point to where there's so much water that's being evaporated going into the atmosphere that it's causing a reverse effect and it will block out sunlight. And then you're going to reach a point to where it's going to stabilize. When you start playing with the system here and uh, you jump in and, and start, you know, just throwing chemicals into the air to try to, you know, block sunlight. You're killing that system. And it's going to create a, honestly, what I'm concerned will happen is they could plunge us back into a, a another ice age early or cause a detrimental, what happens if they, if they block out sunlight and it ends up getting out of hand, shall we say? quote unquote. I, I, I would at that point think it would be fully intended. But what happens when all that farmland can't be used for farming anymore because sunlight, there's just not enough of it. So now we have to have these big corporations make these greenhouses, these facilities that run, you know, growth labs and all the kind of stuff internal. So like hydroponics or something, you know, so akin to that. And they start growing. Now, now, now you have to go through company chains now to Bruce, get your food. I have I have grow I have grow lamps but it's not for what you think it is obviously it's not for that I grow bonsai trees I mean growth lamps you can get them in LED format now mm -hmm. and like that's what I got they're, they're low energy yep. consumption all that they work great they work great they do work great but my point in saying that though is you would have a small group of people that would run the farms because there's only a small group of people that can afford building large hydroponic systems or or greenhouses, if you will, to grow plants if they were to, I don't know, get get climate change was to get out of hand and they, you know, stimulate a new ice age or they uh, block out the sunlight or, or so chemically. Uh, just throwing some hypotheses out there. I mean, do you think they're not above doing something like that? I wouldn't put anything past these people at this point. I really wouldn't. I, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't put anything past them. Uh, we're out of time today. We are going to have to go. Great talk. Always a pleasure. The great talks are the ones that are off recording. Those are usually the good ones. Or or even um, the, the exclusives. The exclusives, yes. As a matter of fact, this week, for those that don't know, this week, uh, our exclusive podcast is going to be Room 101. It's going to be a comedy show. We are going to have some special guests on with us this week. So it is going to be exclusive to our Telegram subscribers. I know we have some new Telegram subscribers. Thank you all very much. It means a lot to us. Hope you enjoy the content that you're getting. You will get this podcast that we're talking about on Saturday of this week, 
Uh, we're going to be doing it on Friday, so it'll come out on Saturday for those of you that are subscribed to us on Telegram. But for those of you who are not subscribed to us on Telegram, get over there, get registered, get signed up to us, search for us. When you get there, we are a public channel. Search for Dynamic Independence, where a public channel will pop right up. Click join. You will be subscribed to us. You'll get all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And you'll also get our exclusive podcast, which comes out once a week. This week, you don't want to miss it. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Really looking forward to it. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips of dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, Bruce, thank you for being here today. It was a great conversation. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.